Thank you for joining us for Positively Dad. My name is James Shaw. I'm your host. You're listening to one of our Dad Talk episodes. This is the one that comes out every Thursday, and I talk to a dad about being a dad. It's a really fun conversation. We learn a lot. Every Monday, I release an episode where I talk to an expert about something that we should maybe think about as dads. So if you'd like, if you're you know, driving around, looking for stuff to listen to, go back and listen to some of those as well. You're in for a real treat today because we are going to talk with a dad who I've known for a long time. His name is David Zargami, and he and his wife, Tony, have two kids. And, um, you know, they're really into just what's going on upstairs, what's happening in your brain, what are you thinking about? And they're both very purposeful about just raising their kids to have a growth mindset. How do you learn through mistakes? How do you push through? How do you really make big things happen? And they believe, and I agree with them, that most of that is in between the years. It's what you think in your head. And so that's what David's going to share with us today. And I'm excited to talk with him about it. So let's jump right on in. David, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. Oh, James, it's an honor to be with you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy you're here. Tell us a little bit first about your family. Yeah, so I've been married to my wife, Tony for 14 years almost. And we are incredibly blessed with two beautiful children. We've got Luca, who is eight and a half, and our little Avery, who just turned three. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, it's got to be a lot of fun. Uh, It's the time of our lives, James. Absolutely. Every day is an adventure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, whenever I have dads on, I always like to ask, you know, if you were, if you were sitting down with another dad and the dad, you know, asks you, you know, or says to you, hey, I need help. Coach me, you know, help me know how to be a, a great dad. And I always want to know what someone would say. And you were telling me, you know, uh, you know, earlier that you it, really being a great dad is really about working on yourself first. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, a little even a little further background that uh, I didn't mention before, you know, I, one of the odd things about me, I think, was that you know, I never knew what I wanted to do for work. I never knew what I wanted to do for a career, but I've always known in my soul that I wanted to be a dad. And and that was kind of the one thing that I was growing up and in young adulthood that I had total clarity on. Um, and then, you know, and then my wife and I, you know, started to talk about having a family and, and you know, moving it forward. And, uh, and we struggled. We ran into fertility stuff, which, you know, nobody... Nobody, nobody programs that version of the story into your fairy tale version of your life. Um, you know, when you're thinking about how it's all going to unfold. And so we ran into some, some major obstacles there. And there was a period of years where, you know, we didn't know if it was going to happen for us. And so to have, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the challenge of, of knowing in my, in my, my soul that I was destined to be a father um, contrasted with the fear and insecurity that I didn't know if it was ever going to, you know, happen in the, in the true biological sense. Um, you know, it was really rough and really scary. And, you know, we did a lot of things to, to power through it. And, you know, thank God we're incredibly blessed twice now. And uh, so it just gave us an, an incredible sense of gratitude. And uh, we still you know, remind ourselves quite frequently not to take that, that incredible miracle for granted because uh, we were close to not having it at all. Yeah, well, every time, if you think of everything that has to go right, it's, uh-huh. it's a miracle in itself every time. And so, every time. you know, with... Yeah, with that said, and with what you and Tony went through to make this dream happen for you, and not that any parent doesn't take it seriously, and yet what an amazing gift for you, and one that you just feel responsible to, you know, just be a really great dad. That's absolutely it. That's it. And I'm I'm a perfectionist. I'm hard on myself. And so back to your original question, and and 
you know, I, I tend to beat myself up about not being good enough and, 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 you know, because, you know, I put so much weight and pressure on me to, you know, really crush this parenting thing. You know, there's, there's, a, there's self-talk that creeps in there and there's challenging thoughts that creep in there. And, you know, where I've found peace as I've matured, you know, been, been a parent for eight and a half years now. And, you know, where my growth has really come is learning that it's, it's okay for me not to have all the answers. It's okay for me to be a work in progress. And, and what I've come to peace with is that will never change. I, I will always be a work in progress. And then so my biggest parenting opportunity and to your question, my advice for other dads is, I think the biggest thing we can do is, is, is model for our children how to be an imperfect human on a quest to make progress and how to, how to grow and get better and take the, the ups and the downs and the, and the challenges that life throws at us and our quote unquote failures and uh, perceived shortcomings and all of those things. And, and, and take that energy and channel it into something positive and, and learning and growing. And, and so, especially with my son, who's just getting to such a fun age right now where we can have some of these really rich and more in-depth, you know, intellectual conversations. I'm just so treasuring the opportunity to, you know, get into his mind and, and program some thoughts and model in myself how I, you know, I show him ownership and I show him accountability and I show him uh, humility and I show him, you know, compassion and care for others. And, and, uh, and I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice that I would give to another dad is just to, to take every opportunity to, you know, invest in that relationship and invest in that, that mindset of, of continuous growth and progress um, and not comparing yourself against the outside noise or expectations of society, but comparing yourself against yourself and seeking to just get a little bit better every day. Well, it's easy to do that. It's easy to compare yourself and, and look, and especially with, you know, social media the way it is, and we're looking at somebody's yeah. brand versus what we're really experiencing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You said we're on a path to make progress. I really like that. So how does that show up in your parenting? You know, I, I told you I'm a, I'm a perfectionist by, by, by natural wiring. You know, I don't like to make mistakes. I don't like to be wrong. And I, I see that behavior coming out in, in my son. You know, my daughter's in, she, we call her a three-nager, right? So she's just, <laughs> we're still, she's got an incredibly strong will. I don't think she's going to be nearly as, as hard on herself because she, she's just cool with what she wants and she goes with it. But, you know, with my son in particular, I, I see some of those natural tendencies coming out in him. And so I'm working extra hard. Um, with him, like I said, just to just to model that behavior, and and so we're talking about ownership every single day in our house. You know, it's nice that at his school that it's one of their eight keys of excellence. They talk about taking ownership, and and so we talk about ownership. And when he comes up with, you know, he wants to uh, blame an outcome on something external um, or or point a finger, you know, the the, the next words out of his, his mother's mouth or mine are, you know. Let's do that again. And this time you own it, like take ownership. Let me hear what that sounds like. And he's, it's amazing how he's adapted and, and picking up um, and improving. And part of it is he knows what we want to hear. And, and yet I'm okay with that because, you know, whether he's doing it because he believes it or he's doing it because he knows what we, what, it's what we want to hear, he's still internalizing it at some level. Um, and so he'll stop and he'll rephrase and he'll take away the excuse and he'll say, you know, I should have done this better and I'm sorry and I should have done that. And, Man, it feels it feels so good. Um, again, even though he's a really smart kid, and I know he's sometimes just giving me exactly what I want, but man, it feels good, and I'm proud of him, and I'm going to reinforce the heck out of that all day long. That's awesome. No, absolutely, you do. Well, what about when you mess up? How do you handle that? I mean, you're talking about how you know if he's 
you know, making a correction or something, he'll admit it to you. Do you, yeah. what about when you, you know, I mean, you're not perfect. Well, gosh, I, there's no shortage of opportunities for me to model this. Right. So that's, that's, you know, the easy part now, because um, I look at those then as, as the opportunity to, to put my money where my mouth is and, and show him. So my, my hand needs to be the first one to go up and say, yup, you know what? I didn't handle that. Well, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry. I, I used those words. Uh, it wasn't the appropriate response. We've talked a lot about your first thought versus your second thought and, uh, and how, you know, it's difficult to, to stop that first thought from popping in your head, but man, where we really need to, uh, get practice in is changing our, changing, changing that pattern for our second thought. And so he's, he's come up with this little excuse. I love it, but he, you know, I'll start to get on him and he'll say, I'm, I'm still on my first thought. <laughs> I and, you know, I just, I just laugh, but we're having, we're having fun with it. You know, and I say, all right, yeah. well, you need to get to that second thought faster, right? You need to get there a little faster, mm. but yeah, no shortage of mistakes on my end. And, and I want him to know that the last yeah. thing I ever, ever want my son to hear from me is that my dad was, you know, perfect or, or didn't mess up. Like I want to almost celebrate my failures with him and what I learned from them and, and just be super humble about any, any accomplishments because I, yeah. you know, we talk about you, you grow and you reflect through the losses and the failures. And if I'm about building my son's character, we don't get anywhere by, you know, patting ourselves on the back and saying why we're great. We, we, we make progress by teaching him how we grow through adversity. Well, you've taught him a great lesson, you know, where, and this is a, a lesson I think all of us can remember, you know, tough things are going to happen. We're going to make choices as parents that we aren't proud of. We are going to, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, make choices just as people we aren't proud of, or things are going to happen, or we, yeah. we get onto the interstate and the traffic's backed up. And I mean, we're going to have negative thoughts. It's going to happen. We're, it's part yeah. of being human. How, how long you park there and how quickly you can move to the second thought is so important. And I agree with you. We aren't responsible for the first thought. We are responsible for the second one. And having the awareness to move from one to the other is huge. When, when I hear you say that your son goes, Dad, I'm still on my first thought. Hey, at least he's aware that that's not a positive thought and doesn't help him. And awareness <laughs> you know, is, a, is a huge thing. How do you teach that to an eight-and-a-half-year-old? You know, I, I think my biggest mission as, as a father is modeling is modeling thinking, right? Mod, you know, well, modeling behavior and modeling thinking. So just, I'm talking out loud all the time. When we're in the car, when we're at the house, um, you know, we have this dialogue going on. And, and so we were really purposeful about those conversations. You hear a comment or, or you, you know, watching TV. Um, I'll pause it. You know, it's annoyed. He roll his eyes. Ah, we don't need to have a a lesson here, but some of the dads I admire and respect the most, you know, I've, I've told me stories where, you know, their kids just know it's, it's lesson time and don't even, don't even try and fight it. Like it's going to happen because gosh, we have such a, a limited opportunity to make an impact um, in terms of time. And it, and it does go so fast. So um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just thinking out loud, modeling it out loud, um, bringing attention to, you know, the fact that we have control over the words we choose and the stories that we tell. Um, and showing him examples of how, you know, the same exact event could be perceived or narrated in a totally different way and, and change the change the perception of it. Wow, that's powerful. So with Avery, she's three. It's she's different, three. right? It's different than <laughs> yes. an eight and a half year old. And you're right. I mean, Naomi's seven and a half. This is the most fun I have had in the seven and a half years I've been a dad is right now. Yeah. And yet three I miss. You know, it's like you look back, oh my gosh, she was so cute and stuff like that. How are you purposeful about stuff like this with, with Avery? 
Gosh, James, I, my answers certainly aren't anywhere close to as cohesive with her yet because we are still figuring it out. Um, you know, uh, the, the and then, you know, I've had a son, right? And I'm a male and, and I understand some more of his brain. And, and with a daughter, it's a totally new learning curve for me. Um, and so it's this balance of how do I, you know, teach her to be empowered. It's, it's, it's like this joke, you know, I want her to be strong and fierce and independent and not take any, any, uh, any, any crap from anyone. Unless it's bedtime or dinner time or change, time to change her diet. Unless you're or, talking you know, to her. Like <laughs> yeah, unless it's coming from me, right? Like total want, total docile and, and, and just do whatever I say. Um, and it's not going to happen that way. So I think it's, it's finding that balance with her. You know, we're not having as, the same type of conversations like we are with Luca at that depth. Um, but I think it's just, you know, it's, it's the love, it's the positivity, it's the encouragement, it's the belief in her, it's the, you know, positive reinforcement on the, on the things that she's doing really well. It's the redirection on the things that aren't going so well. And, and, you know, she, she's got a little stubborn will in her and she'll cross those arms and, you know, put her nose down at you and just give you that furrowed brow. And, you know, you just, uh, honestly, it stops me in my tracks sometimes. And I just, I don't have the answers all the time. So it's very much still a work in progress with her. I'd love to revisit this conversation in five years when, you know, when we can have some more of these deep conversations, but we're just, she needs to know we're loved. Her brother's, uh, I'm sorry, she, she needs to know she's constantly loved and valued and that we believe in her and she's capable and, and, you know, stomping out negative self-talk when we, cause it does, it shows up in, in a little three-year-old brain. And so we're working to help her and equip her with age appropriate tools to, uh, you know, be on the right track as well. Well, what are some of, of yeah, no worry. No, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll go ahead and book it now and we'll have you on in 2024 and you can teach us <laughs> everything that yes. you've taught us. So uh, we'll look forward to that in October, 2024. So um, okay. yeah, when you, uh, I, you said you use age appropriate tools to help her. And cause I, I guess what you're doing is you're teaching your kids how to think that's, that's really what you're doing, which um you know, some would say that's the definition of leadership and a parent's a leader. So, um, you know, if you're using age appropriate tools or whatever, what what are some of those things? Well, no magic to it. I don't want to overcomplicate it. It's really just, you know, understanding her vocabulary, right? I mean, I think going back to, we do have a background in education, my wife and I, and, and you know, this idea of your, this zone, you know, this, this level just above imagine someone reaching for a bar right above their head well if you put it at their shoulder level it's too easy they're not stretching if you put it six feet above them they're, they're never going to grab it and it's just going to be discouraging and so it's this they call it the zone of proximal development but this idea that you put it you know a foot and a half or a foot above where they, they have to reach they have to stretch they have to jump and they can do it and you know and that's how humans at any level are going to to grow and and achieve the most when they're being stretched at an appropriate level and so that you know it's a challenge there's no manual for these dear little humans um mm -hmm. you kind of and that's what we're working to figure it out as, as we go with avery but you know using her her vocabulary um you know setting setting boundaries the things that make her laugh and giggle um as, as the positive things the quality time with her in the ways that you know are, are special for her you know playing in her dollhouse or um, playing in her little kitchen or going down her slide you know just the things that, that get her happy and giggly and excited and, and keep her from feeling feeling down and grumpy. So I don't know if that was specific enough, but, uh, that's a great answer. Just, Love yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. What have you and Tony, your wife, what have the two of you learned in the eight and a half years you've been a parent? So I'll be real candid here. We've had a, we've had a rough this last year, which will be our, what, 14th year of marriage. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I guess fourth year of parents of two kids. 
um, we've had our hardest period as 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 a couple that we've had in our whole uh, time together, and and that's that that really made us stop and look around and go like what 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 just happened because it's always been easy with Tony. I mean that's the beautiful thing we have a, an amazing relationship, and yet candidly and I, and I'll be really transparent because I want I'm sure other people need to hear this. We 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 were not paying enough attention to our, our relationship care and our self care. And, you know, we own a business together. We have these two kids in a, in a, in a, a phase of their lives where they're highly needy, which is amazing. And it, and it's quite draining in a lot of ways. And so, you know, we got just so focused on the business and the kids um, that the, it was easy to, to let, to let the relationship and the, and the self care go to the back of the, the line. And uh, it caught up with us. You know, you can get along, you get away with that for so long, and then it caught up with us. And um, and so for the past several months, we've been, you know, we realized that you know we, we treat our cell phones better than we, we treat ourselves, right? You plug those things in, you let them charge all night, you make sure they're full to start the day because if, if they're not, they're not going to function. Well, we were not plugging ourselves in and, and fostering the relationship in that same way. And so we've been, you know, just really purposeful about the way we talk to each other. You know, paying attention, Brian. In your recent podcast, talked about love languages. We've gotten back to, you know, love languages and how we how we treat and support each other and show love in the way that our partner wants it, not the way that we necessarily want to feel it. Um, and then self care, you know, doing our getting back to our our, our spiritual and our and our, and our physical fitness. And it, in my old conditioning, I was saying, oh, we're taking resources away from the kids if we do that, and that's not right. And I and I and I've had total clarity that it's the opposite. Right. Is that we need to, you know, it's the whole oxygen mask analogy, right? You mm-hmm. take care of yourself first or you're no good to anyone around you. And, and I heard it said once before, I don't remember where, but they said, you know, as a father, as a man, the best thing you can do for your kids is to love their mother. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a child of divorced parents and I know not every relationship is, is going to work the same way. Yet I still think whether you're married to that person or not, I think, you know, having a, a, a love and respect of the human who co-created life with you for your child's parent and, and treating them with the reverence that, that they deserve for that and showing your children that I think is one of the absolute best things that you can do. And so Tony and I are really, really focused on being a bedrock foundation in our relationship. We want a legendary relationship, not a, yeah. not a marriage that we settle for, but a marriage that we strive to be the best thing in our lives. And, and by that, our kids are going to be awesome. We know that we know that it's going to work for, out for them. I love it. I mean, what you're saying is is similar to a conversation we had back in episode 32. So if you're listening and haven't heard this episode, go back. It's episode 32 called Living a Big Life. It's when I talked to Jay Papsan. He, as you know, David, he is co-author of The One Thing. I know you've read that book. And, oh, yeah. and you, yeah, and you talk, and he talked in there about seven circles and that they're in order for a reason. And, and you, you know, people can go back and listen to the episode. And except the first like three circles are all about you. We, we don't get into your, the relationship even with your family until the fourth circle. It's about taking care of you, your, your spiritual health and, and wellness, and then your physical health and wellness. And, and, and so you're, you're not even getting to those other things until much later. So you know, you've got to take care of you first. Then you get into to the relationship with Tony, and then you get to the kids. the The dad talk episode that that came out here the, just last week with Dustin Grove. He said his kids know that the relationship with his wife Stacy is the most important relationship, and that that one's got to be the healthiest first. 
And then another one to go back and listen to, and, and, and if you haven't heard this, you and Tony should listen to this one together. It's episode 25. It's called The Miracle Morning for Couples. I talked to Lance and Brandy Salazar. And what made me think yeah. of that was you said you desire a legendary relationship, which is what Brandy and Lance talked about. Borrow that term right from them, right straight from okay, their yeah. mouth. Okay, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, I mean, they that's what they say. They want a legendary relationship. And it's really easy. Terry and I went into this even. You know, I, I always tell people and I joke that the first year of our marriage was easy. We had a great time. And I tell them, we, we even, you know, we're going to celebrate our first anniversary. And so we went to Paris and we spent a week in Paris and we had a great time. And then our second wedding anniversary, our second wedding anniversary, we remembered that morning. And I picked up takeout uh, on the way home from the office and we ate it at a styrofoam container sitting at the table in our kitchen. And, and yeah, and I remember thinking, going, what, 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 why did that happen? Well, I know exactly why it happened. We had a kid and all of a sudden you like, I, I don't know. I feel like I went through this phase where I was orbiting the kid and like she was the center of the universe and the relationship changed between Terry and me. And I'm glad we figured that out yeah. because you know, it, you, you, that relationship, you got to keep going. It sounds like you figured the same thing out. Yeah. Well, we're, we're hardwired as humans, right? That's why the, the kids are so darn cute, right? We're, we're wired to just, be naturally devoted and, and attentive and, and loving to them. And, and it makes it so easy. And, you know, at some point our spouses of magic in that area might wear, wear off a little. And so it does require, you don't, you don't generally have to remind yourself, Oh, be, you know, be nice to my kid. You do, you do with your spouse sometimes and, and, uh, and remind, you know, that's to treat that relationship with just as delicate, just as delicate of, of, of attention as, as you would with your, with your children. And, and I love, I love everything that, that you said and, and it's not easy. And yet, when we put the attention into that relationship, good, only good things happen. Well, this is on the path to make progress. That's what you're talking about. You open with that. Right. We're, we're, our life is about making progress and learning and growing and getting better. And you're doing that in all your relationships, which is absolutely vital. So, well, I think that's awesome what you shared. What's the, I guess if, if you had a, if there's a take home message you wanted a dad to get from our conversation that when they stop this and they, you know, think about what you and I talked about. What do you hope that is? So, you know, if we're a group of dads just having a chat, you know, we're, we've got this amazing thing in common that we are blessed to be, you know, these, these creators of life and, and incredibly significant roles in the development of, of these little humans on their way to being big humans. And, you know, for males, guys especially, there's just so much noise and expectations out there like you talked about on the you know the facebook highlight reel or tv or where, where social media uh, you know pop culture wherever it comes from um and i think you know guys tend to get caught up in that really easy and, and you know ego comes into play and comparing you know us, ourselves to other people and you know i'm an analogy guy james i, I like to uh, kind of make things simple for myself and i sometimes remind myself this you know we, we've been given this gift of, of raising a child and, you know, at the end of the day or at the end of our lives, rather, you know, I, I think for me anyway, speaking for myself, I have clarity that there is no thing I will do in my life that will have greater ripple effects throughout the universe than raising and parenting and loving my children. And so while I can absolutely, I'm very driven and, and career driven and, you know, accomplishment driven, and I can get consumed by those things. Um, and so the analogy that I sometimes remind myself about is it's like, imagine I'm standing on top of a mountain 
and the mountain represents that I have children and I'm a father and, and a husband, of course. And, and then there's a step stool, you know, a three, three step tall step stool. And I'm, I sometimes fret about which step of that step stool I'm on. And, and that step stool represents, you know, everything else, the work, accomplishments, finances, you know, all those other things. And of course, I want to have a big impact. I want to change people's lives in the world beyond my family and, and my community. Yet, you know, what I need to remember is I could fall flat on my butt off of that step stool. And if I'm, you know, if my family and my, and my, and my, my wife and my kids are, are, are happy and healthy and whole, um, I've, I've made the difference in the world. And so for, for the dads out there, just being conscious of the, the significance that just by waking up in the morning as a dad and, and making an impact in that little one's life, that, that you're denting the universe. You're, you're, you're making ripple effects throughout the universe that you, you will never in your lifetime know, you know, the full, the full benefit of. And, and so that's just, this is a great responsibility that I think we need to take more, more, more uh, recognition in, give ourselves more credit for and more appreciation. And of course, you know, like we talked about, being focused on being the best we possibly can day day after day. No kidding. Well, I'll tell you what, David, you've added so much value to the to to the listeners of this podcast, and I think we've learned a lot from you today. Thank you for taking the time out to join us. I really appreciate it so much. It's such a pleasure, James. Thank you for what you're doing. This is such a fantastic forum and platform, and I'm excited to continue listening and getting better um, from from the the information that you and, and your future guests are sharing. So thank you, and please keep it up. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you very much. Likewise. Thanks. Great stuff from David. Learned a lot from him. They're very intentional, clearly, about how they speak to their kids, what they, the questions they ask their kids, and, and then they're very intentional about their relationship as well. So a lot to learn from him. I mentioned a couple of the previous episodes as well. One I would definitely go back and listen to is the, the episode I did with Lance and Brandy Salazar, which is the Miracle Morning for Couples where they do, they talk about having legendary relationships. You heard David mention it, and he and his wife, Tony, are purposeful about that. And, you know, if you guys aren't right, if you're, you and your partner aren't in a good spot, then that's going to make the parenting more difficult as well. So clearly they're very intentional about that, which is awesome. Hey, if you ever want to be a guest on a dad talk, I would love to hear from you. I love talking to dads all day. I learned so much from these. Just send me an email, james at positivelydad.com, and let's connect, and, and we'll do an episode together. We'll get you on. And then we love connecting with you too, you know, on our social media pages. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Positively Dad, and we're posting stuff. The best thing for dads, quite frankly, is we're posting dad jokes, and those are fun to share. And then finally, if you would rate us and review us wherever you're listening, that would be great too. Just five stars, please. And then write a review, share this with people you know, and let's continue to get that Positively Dad message out to all the amazing dads out there that you know. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm James Shaw. Bye-bye.